Welcome to the Fantasy DGENS podcast. I am Matt, uh, alongside my partner, Miles. We're here on Monday night after an exciting weekend of football. We're very excited to have football back. Uh, it's first time in, uh, since February? February is the last game? First when, weekend of February, right? When was the Super Bowl? When did they have that game? First uh, weekend of February. And yeah, that would be the last time we've had the NFL. That's true. And we weren't sure if we were going to get an NFL season for a little while. No. But uh, no one really back. knew. No one really knew if week one was going to happen. And we had it happen. And it was it a doozy? Oh, man. It was so exciting to just see and feel all the energy around the football stadiums. Uh, it was weird kind of seeing it with. No fans for the most part, other than uh, in two games. That was in Jacksonville and Kansas City. So, yeah, what did you think about this uh, weekend's games? Were you excited, buddy? Oh, I was super excited. I'm, I'm always excited for some football. And um, uh, the, the, it was it was great. All the games I got to watch um, were pretty exciting. That, uh, that Seahawks and Falcons game was interesting. Yeah, was uh, Panthers and Raiders made made an interesting game there as well. Yeah, I actually really enjoyed that one. Yeah, they, uh, they were, just watching it on and off there. Yeah, they, they were they were great games, and um, I'm <laughs> I'm looking forward to the rest of the season if that's what Week One has in store. Oh yeah, I mean it was pretty high scoring for Week One too. But uh, as I tweeted out, I kind of figured that was going to be the case. Uh, a lot of teams ended up hitting uh, their overs. I, I think. It was like 60% of teams hit the overs. Uh, yeah, Matt, you were pretty high on some overs there, and it worked out just fine for uh, for the wallet. Yeah, not too bad. You know, we tweeted out our picks uh, Sunday um, Sunday morning, early afternoon, and um, we were a combined uh, four for five there. Yeah, I went uh, two for two in my Matt picks. Matt was two for two, and I was uh, two for three. So uh, the only one I was off on was the uh, Dolphins. Uh, I really thought they'd cover that uh, plus seven spread. But um, those Patriots aren't aren't as bad as we thought they were going to be. I I didn't think that they were going to be bad by any means. I mean, it's a Bill Belichick coach team with a former MVP on their team. You know, Cam Newton's still got it. Of course. And coming into the season, he was one of our uh, our sleeper picks. He was. He was going later in drafts who could provide a lot of fantasy value. And if you were keeping track, I did have him as my start of the week for QB. And it was the only start of the week that actually hit for me, uh, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, he, he had a great day for himself. Uh, but before we get too much into the football talk, we did want to talk about why uh, we missed out on the podcast on Friday. Uh, we were going to give you some starts of the week, talk about some betting odds. Uh, and it was just because Smiles had... Uh, come up for the weekend uh we were playing a golf tournament together this weekend at uh, cedar green in sudbury played awful and the conditions were horrible pouring rain all weekend do not recommend it was gross we could not string together two shots to save our lives and miles actually uh forgot his laptop uh before coming so i did you you know I, i was just i was so excited to play some meaningful golf um, first time since the club championship a month ago, and um, it was uh, it didn't go well, and uh, and I forgot my laptop on top of that, so it was just a really crappy weekend. Um, I was really hoping that uh, football would make me feel better Sunday afternoon, and you know what, Matt, it did. 
it, That's it, good. it made made uh, made the weekend just top notch. You know what? I I agree. We had actually played with some guys on Sunday who were also uh, fantasy football players, and we gave them a little bit of advice for their lineups. They ended up, uh, I think, they ended up winning their matchups. Uh, from what I heard, I mean, it was kind of early in the day when we left them around two thirty three ish kind of thing, but. They were both up in their matchups after uh, starting a couple guys that we had recommended for them. So yeah, so hey, we're, if uh, we're giving live advice now. Yeah, so if um, if Grant and Corey want to uh, give us, uh, or if you're listening, then hey, here's here's your shout out. And, yeah, uh, it was a pleasure playing with you. Yeah, it was fun playing with those guys. Good guys. So uh, let's move on a little bit more here. Um, Matt, tell me a little bit about your uh, Thrive Fantasy uh, situation lately. So when we last left you was not this past Thursday, but Thursday before that. And this was right before I ended up going on a big old heater. So the weekend after we talked to you, the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I ended up finishing second and first in two NBA contests on Thrive. ended up taking in uh, $650 from those two contests alone, as well as hitting all of my props on that Saturday night. Uh, on that Saturday, I ended up uh, winning $679 on $65 in bets, which was phenomenal for me. And I just continued rolling. I ended up uh, making a couple hundred more the following night. Uh, had kind of a slow-ish week compared to the weekend uh, last week, but overall, I'm up $1,300 uh, American too. So that works out to about 1750 Canadian uh, and that's just from that $50 investment that I put in there so I'm I'm feeling pretty good about myself to be honest but, but who's counting right yeah, yeah who's counting not me that's for sure anyway Matt, Matt just wanted to talk about that so he could uh, he could brag a little bit Matt oh, yeah. Matt's not used to a no, whole lot of winning in his life so pretty good uh, too buddy I know you've been uh, cashing in on a couple contests on Thrive as well yeah and it it happens um I, I do okay uh, when it comes to uh, sports betting and props, so it's uh, nothing out of the ordinary for me. And Matt's just getting his first taste of being a, being a degenerate. So well, uh, <laughs> welcome to the squad, Matt. Well, I, I've watched you do your betting stuff for a while and kind of picked up on a few things. And I think it was good for me to actually watch you do it for a little while before I could uh, go in and make my own mistakes. So that way I was coming in uh, ready to, to bet and make some money, man. Yeah, so hey, I'm glad I was able to uh, start you off on a great habit that everyone should be into. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Obviously, everyone should be into gambling. That's it doesn't ruin lives ever. No, <laughs> never. <laughs> and not if you're good at it. So if no, you're exactly. bad at it, just stop. That that's the only thing. Yeah, I that's, can, that's all. That's the only piece of advice I'll tell. I'll tell you. One, yeah. don't be afraid of money. Two, if you're bad, stop. <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> that's quite some advice, buddy. <laughs> I'm sure it's just that easy too. <laughs> oh, it's uh, <laughs> that, that that that's a much longer discussion that uh, people much smarter than than, than I uh, will uh, <laughs> will talk about. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah, we're, we're having we're having a good time on on Thrive Fantasy there. Uh, we're in some uh, we I, I I think we both we both cashed yesterday in uh, some yeah. house props on Thrive anyway. So I uh, I actually just broke even yesterday. One <sighs> one one of my. Uh, <sighs> props but that's okay yeah i was i was able to uh, come up with a uh, hundred bucks on there so and these are just from uh, some 10 20 dollar uh, house props um you, you pick you pick four props and 
you get um, I had 11 times your wager. So, so many of those prop picks where three out of the four props hit and then one didn't. One of the big misses that I had this weekend was on Mark Ingram. I thought he was just going to feast against it. Cleveland Browns defense that I thought was pretty weak and then they ended up splitting carries between him and J.K. Dobbins he did have the majority of carries but they both had about 30 yards each and the uh the over under was at 55 and a half I believe so lost that one caused me to lose a couple of the, the uh props that I did hey but, it is what it is you, yeah. you, you're but haters, haters have to come to an end right no, they don't, Miles. You're so you're so cute. No, I want to win always. <laughs> um, if you can't tell, Matt's new at that. <laughs> Anyways, I finally got around to finishing my my guys article. So conveniently me, after everyone's drafts. Yes, very conveniently because I didn't want you guys to have an advantage or anything. Obviously, yeah, I was I was in the middle of writing uh, about the, my tight end, my guy, Mike Gesicki. And then I dug deeper into Mike Kosicki and uh, more Chan Gailey than anything. New offensive coordinator for the Miami Dolphins. And he likes to spread the ball around. He doesn't like to target tight ends. They traded for Lynn Bowden Jr. as I was in the middle of writing my article. All those factors just uh, added up to me not ended up ending up writing about Mike Kosicki. I also had a pretty busy week uh, after we had recorded the last podcast. Uh, worked all weekend and then had an overtime shift as well. So I uh, I finally got to it, finished it up. Go check it out on uh, ffdgens.com if you're if you fancy it. And then uh, yeah, let me know what you think. I mean, a couple of my guys uh, hit this weekend. Well. Uh, one of my, one of my backup my guys in Cam Newton and my guy Josh Jacobs going for three touchdowns against Carolina, not a big deal. So, hey, yeah, yeah that Josh Jacobs did well for me in DFS. Uh, D- it was it was overall a rough week on DFS for a lot of people. I was hearing, um, just just because some some guys that uh, we we had suspected uh, to have a big week didn't. Yeah. And uh, it was it was tough. Um, you you got Michael Thomas going down early, only getting I think I think he only had two receptions uh, I mean, before he went down. Yeah, he came right? away with a high ankle sprain. Yeah, right? high ankle sprain, which uh, ask Alvin Kamara doesn't uh, <laughs> doesn't bode well for uh, for for those skill players. Um, I I, I would I would say uh, again just 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 speculation uh, here, but I would say that if even if Michael Thomas is active for week two. Don't 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 expect anything uh, huge from him. I'll be fading him in my next uh, week or two in uh, DFS. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard because you drafted Michael Thomas, or most people drafted him with their first overall pick. Uh, so to to say like, yeah, I'm not gonna play Michael Thomas this week. You got to be ass kicking yourself in the freaking shins, being like, what are you doing? But he's not looking like a solid play. Uh, for I'd say at least a couple weeks uh, before we get uh, more news on how the ankle sprain is progressing. Yeah, uh, so obviously they can't get checked out right away. They've got to get back to their doctors back in. Uh, well, I mean they they were in New Orleans, but yes, yes, <laughs> they've got they to get uh, they've got to get back to their doctors to see that. Uh, and some, uh, 
something that's been trending this week are our injuries and there were there were a lot of injuries from um from players on visiting teams now mm-hmm. um some some people may not know but when uh, these these teams are traveling to the opposing to to the host city a day before the game mm-hmm. so if any of you travel a lot how do you how do you feel after a a plane ride a couple hours and being at those altitudes for a little while you get a little stiff your muscles are a little inflamed mm-hmm. right so uh we're, we've we've seen a couple of hammy injuries right we've seen some muscle injuries and uh, some other strains around um the nfl and maybe that's going to be something that we're going to be dealing with uh in in these times this year yeah right i, I mean i i i think it's pretty likely that we uh, see more of these injuries from the visiting teams coming in uh unfortunately uh so but it's, it's good to keep that in mind for both betting and for starting uh players in your lineups of course yeah. so um let's let's move on to some news and notes around the uh, nfl matt oh we've got plenty of news and we're notes. gonna we are gonna rock it through yeah these we're gonna games. rifle through these uh games here we had our thursday night game opener for the season with the reigning super bowl champion kansas city chiefs facing off against the houston texans with uh Two quarterbacks taken after Mitch Trubisky facing off for, uh, what is this, their third time, I think, facing off against each other? Mm-hmm. Second or third. Uh, anyways, they uh, Kansas City pretty well dominated this game from the, the get-go. Clyde Edwards-Flair, rookie, uh, running back for the Chiefs, uh, dominated. He had, I believe it was 125 rushing yards. Uh and he, he looked great out there. I, I got to say, I was really impressed with how Edwards Lair looked. Yeah, he, Clyde he was actually, his 100, yeah, Clyde 138 yards there, actually, yeah. correction. Uh, he had a... He, he had five a, rushes for 138. Yeah, That's he, where he had a... He, he was getting the ball. Oh, yeah. And he, he had a couple, uh, couple big runs. Um, yeah, at first, he was looking a little bit iffy. Uh, you can definitely tell that uh, being 5'7", he was going to uh, get knocked around a little bit. Uh, and he did early. He was hit big a couple times, but hey, he got right back up and he was able to find those holes. But he, yeah, exactly. I, I just saw, like, looking at his vision of the field and like the uh, Kansas City O line is good too. Don't get me wrong, but he was like finding holes left, right, and center. He was he was playing really well. Uh, Travis Kelsey also had a pretty big fantasy day. Six catches for fifty yards and a touchdown. Sammy Watkins as well. Sammy Week One Watkins. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, seven catches for 82 yards and a touchdown. And the, and the tutty. And the tutty. Uh, Tyreek Hill also had five catches for 46 yards and a touchdown. And then there was the uh, Texans who looked like they were uh, competing. Well, they, they kind of looked like a high school team competing against, uh, well, or maybe a Div 1 team competing against an NFL team out there. Well, um, and, you know, I, would, I wouldn't go that far. Uh, they it, it, it didn't look that bad. They... Well, <laughs> I, I feel like Kansas City wasn't playing full out uh, when they got up to that early lead, right? Uh, you, you didn't see too many trick plays from Andy Reid. It was just pretty well feeding Clyde, really, because they were up. And you, you didn't get to see the Pat Mahomes that we're used to seeing, who's doing crazy uh, no-look passes and stuff like that, because he didn't have to. And the, the Texas defense is pretty weak. And, I mean, they gave up the 34 points basically to Clyde, <laughs> uh, mostly Clyde. But, yeah, I, I just didn't see a whole lot from Houston that I liked. I mean, 
Aside from their opening drive. Aside from their opening drive. And David Johnson, you know what? David Johnson did look very good in uh, his return from uh, the nether regions of Arizona because they did not use that. That's a great analogy. I know. (laughs) Nether regions. You guys can't see it, but I I gave Matt a look. Yes. They're like, what the hell are you talking about? But everyone was fading Johnson coming into the season, thought he was kind of washed. But uh, he had 11 rushes for 77 yards and a touchdown. It looked pretty good out there, to be honest. Yeah, yeah it was. You know what? I I, I wasn't. Um, I I'm not as low on the Texans' performance as as you are, Matt. Um, one one team who I thought had a terrible performance, I would have played a lot better though, were the Cleveland Browns. Oh my goodness! I I mean, I was expecting the Ravens to dominate the Browns, but. This was just a shellacking. Yeah, so the Browns were um, were, were not looking good. They uh, only able to muster that uh, <laughs> one touchdown. That one touchdown, and they missed extra point on top of that. <laughs> yep. But um, you know, you know what? So one takeaway I did did have here was that they are trying to get Odell Beckham Jr. the ball. Trying. He had ten targets. Yeah, I mean, well. Honestly, I thought Baker was kind of forcing it to him sometimes. Like I said, trying to get him the ball. They were trying to get him the ball, but I think that uh, for Baker to have more success in this offense, he's going to have to look to else other places other than Odell Beckham Jr. I know he's your oh, wide receiver one. Of course. But to, how many catches did he have? Three receptions for 22 yards. Exactly. Yeah, you, you throw the ball to him 10 times and he only has three receptions. Maybe throw to someone else. It looks like he's being guarded pretty well, especially against the Ravens' defense that just looked phenomenal out there. They okay, were, Homer. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, I was watching that game in full, so I, uh, oh, I they, they looked great out there. They were constantly getting to the quarterback. At one point, they gave Baker a third and 41. Uh, and you, you know what you expect that from the Ravens D, right? And yeah. um, especially against a, uh, a Browns team who are still trying to still trying to find out who they are and yeah. what kind of team they are. Um, this this performance didn't bode well for Nick Chubb in my eyes. Kareem Hunt Not at all. dominated that uh, <laughs> dominated that backfield, Absolutely. both I mean, rushing and both rushing and receiving. Yeah, I and mean, we we all know Nick Chubb's not a not a receiving back. He never has been, never will be. Uh, Kareem Hunt is just to me more versatile, mm-hmm. and um, with <laughs> he, had 13, he had thirteen carries for seventy-two yards. Um, I mean, Nick Chubb still had the the ten carries. Um, yeah, and he he, he he was able to make the, make the most of those carries as well, but uh, half of those yards coming on just one rush. He had that one twenty-nine yard rush, yeah. and not a whole lot other than that. Yeah, I mean both backs. You look at their yards per carry; pretty similar. Uh, their average yards per carry in this game, you know, five point five for Cream Hunt, six for Nick Chubb. But like you said. Most of them came on that one carry for 29 yards, so it's uh, it's hard to decipher uh, that just from looking at stat lines. But uh, yeah, I, I thought that Kareem Hunt looked like the much better back out there, more versatile. Uh, but Nick Chubb's going to get his weeks against uh, weak D lines there. So. so you so for Nick Chubb, you're just going to rely on him playing a weaker team? Is 
Uh, is that all? Is that all you see from Nick no, Chubb no, this no. year? No, 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 not at all. I mean, Nick Chubb's very talented. I mean, he he had fourteen hundred rushing yards last year. Yeah, of course, he's fantastic running back. Like, yes, but given his situation, I'm looking more at uh, positive uh, game scripts for the Cleveland Browns, like which means weaker teams, right? So, so what you're, you're saying right. is that he's he's I'm not bringing he's, it back around though. He's so he's not going to be creating plays he's not going to be creating offense he's going to be the guy that they feed in 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 blowouts that's what you're saying no you're you're deciphering that from what i'm not saying wouldn't you be well when when, when you say that when, when you say that he's going to be performing against weaker teams and in positive great game scripts then that to well, me you, is they're saying... not just gonna, no. obviously they're gonna like feed him the ball in other situations too, but he's gonna have his better fancy games. Oh well, yeah, really. anyone will have it. Put put me in there in a fifty to nothing blowout. I'll get you a yard or two. Maybe <laughs> if that <laughs> if you don't get destroyed first. <laughs> Anyways, getting back to these scores here, uh, we had a pretty high scoring affair between Atlanta and Seattle. Uh, Russ Wilson was cooking. Mr. Unlimited uh, looks great out there. Uh, the Seahawks ended up beating the Falcons 38-25, and it wasn't as close as the score might indicate. I mean, it's the, the score isn't close anyways, but uh, it was all Seahawks from the get-go in this one. It was, and then Russell Wilson being his, uh, his usual... Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? His usual... Self? His usual self, yeah. Uh, Oh no! It's it's a, it's a, it's a word. word. It's a word that he is, and it's uh wow. I mean, maybe you can help me decipher it. Okay. I'm at a loss for words here. I thirty-one completions on thirty-five attempts. It's okay. Right? He's Mr. very efficiency. efficient. Yes, very efficient. That's still not the word. I think it's a C word. I'm trying to think of, but. I don't know, guys. I'll be okay. <laughs> um, I'll show you a C word. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Russell Wilson is a legend right now. Uh, You're struggling, buddy. I am. Yeah, we'll, we'll be keep, okay. Keep describing Russell Wilson <laughs> with the words that you don't want to use to describe him. <laughs> oh, man. Matt, talk, talk about something else. Okay. Uh, Calvin Ridley had a good day for Atlanta. Caught two uh, passing touchdowns from Matt Ryan. It was a great play in the DFS. Had 130 yards, nine receptions. And you know what? A couple of these, well, we had three Atlanta receivers go off for over 100 yards in this game. You had Russell Gage get nine receptions for 114. Julio Jones, nine for 157. And Calvin Ridley for, for 130 on nine catches. That's pretty damn good i'd say i mean we had talked about uh matt ryan and this atlanta offense before the season they were one of the offenses that i really wanted to have on my team matt ryan threw for 450 yards on uh, sunday and they still lost he had 37 completions on 54 attempts you're throwing the ball 54 times uh you kind of expect to win at that point well not expect to win but you you want to have better production out of uh, that that many completions, wouldn't you say? Oh, of course. But yeah. um, they uh, wow, I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> Chris Carson uh, also had a good day for uh, the Seahawks. DK Metcalf caught a touchdown. Uh, 
Tyler Lockett had 92 yards receiving. It was a it was a great day all around for uh, both teams fantasy wise. Yeah, that's what happens when you let Russ let Russ cook. Right? Yes, sir. That was the motto going into uh, the season. Let him cook. That's what the fans wanted. That's what they did, and they were able to uh, to dominate. Absolutely. Uh, a little bit of AFC East action. We had the Bills taking on the Jets, and the Bills looked good uh, right from the get-go, swarming uh, the New York Jets defensively. Uh, Sam Darnold, I believe, had something like 20-something yards in the first quarter, and uh, overall he ended up having 215 yards. Uh, so they kind of used up a little bit later in the game, but they were uh, they were looking good early. Yeah, certain they certainly were. They had, uh, they had several. They had sacked Arnold several times, yeah. and uh, really, really punished him. Um, I don't know if Arnold was uh, seeing ghosts again, but he didn't. <laughs> he didn't look comfortable back there. He did not look comfortable in the pocket, and that showed. I think um, Jameson Crowder was the only saving grace for the Jets, and <laughs> it's yeah, it's really it's really too bad. Um, but yeah, Crowder had those seven receptions for. 115 yards and the, and the touchdown there. Yeah. Uh, Lev Bell left the game with a hamstring injury. Looks like he's probably going to be out a couple weeks. Uh, Adam Gase isn't uh, looking optimistically at Lev, Lev Bell right now. So uh, if you are feeling risky and want to take a chance on either Frank Gore or Josh Adams in this backfield for fantasy, which... Personally, I don't want any part of those two. Uh, I think it's going to be a committee from here on out. And, I mean, even in that game, you had Frank Gore and uh, Josh Adams each take some carries after Bell left. Yeah, so uh, Josh Allen Josh Allen was actually the um, first, <laughs> first Bills quarterback in over three years to top 300 passing yards. Crazy. I didn't That's, have him for 300 in this game, but no, I mean, you never have Josh Allen for 300. No, in but game. he utilized his new receiving weapons, Stephon Diggs, pretty well. Eight receptions for 86 yards, not so bad. And then John Brown had another six receptions for 70 yards and a touchdown. He had Dawson Knox grabbed 26 and, yards. And you know the Bills, uh, the Bills could have had so much more had Allen not had those two fumbles in the first half, right? Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. So that was a nice win for the Bills there. Uh, there was a lot of offense, though, in the Raiders and Panthers game. And I had I had kind of predicted this. I had said before the game, you know what, this one's going to hit the over. Yeah, and, and we, tweet, we tweeted this out as well just before the games had started. Uh, Matt, Matt's only picks were on this game. He had the uh, the Raiders with uh, at minus three, which which they covered, and then the over in this game as well. Uh, doesn't matter doesn't matter where your where your picks are as long as they're winning. Exactly. So, um, I only Matt, pick Matt, games Matt, I'm confident. Exactly. Well, <laughs> hey, so do I. But sometimes they lose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't pick games I'm not confident in. I only, That'd be silly. I only pick winners now. That's, that's my new slogan. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah, so the Raiders were able to uh, cover that spread, um, beating the Carolina Panthers 34-30 to 30, uh, with Josh Jacobs leading the way and three oh, touchdowns. Man, man Have a game. Nice. Yeah, I mean, Josh Jacobs, my guy coming in at the season, looked uh, pretty stellar out there, I must say. Uh, I ended up trading for him hours before in uh, one of our leagues, so I now own Josh Jacobs in four leagues. And... Yeah, I was pretty happy with that trade. Although, 
I, I did trade out Alvin Kamara away for him. So I think that uh, it, he, well, because he had a good day too, it, uh, it worked out pretty evenly for both sides. Uh, I ended up getting Cam Newton back in that trade, which worked for me pretty well week one. Gave up uh, Joe Burrow, who also had a rushing score, but uh, not quite as good of a day as Cam. Yeah, you know what? It's, it's funny because um, Joe Burrow, I, I, I can... I compare him to Cam Newton in the style of game they play. Really? Yeah. So Bur- Burrow's not going to be quite as active in the running game, but he can still he'll still rush in a touchdown from twenty yards, as yeah. he proved uh, yesterday, mm-hmm. right? And he's still he's not afraid to grab the ball. He's, he's he's no Lamar Jackson. He's no Josh Allen. No, no. Right. But he he will rush the ball six or seven times for forty fifty yards. Yeah. Right, and uh, that's excellent to have in a quarterback. He can scrabble when he needs to. He can scrabble when he needs to. So, um, I, I I I did find it funny when when you had traded away um, Burrow for Newton. Mm-hmm. It's all to me. That's the same player. But I do like. Uh, oh, Newton's of course, I do. I, I do prefer Newton. Yeah, I, I do prefer Newton in that trade. A little bit better. Of course, do prefer Newton in that trade. But I, I think you can see Burrow um, play a lot. Play. You're going to see him play a similar game. Yeah. Uh, one receiver who didn't have as good of a day, who I was really hoping would uh, kind of break out, was Brian Edwards for the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, Brian Edwards, only that one catch for nine yards. He struggled. He, um, I I had him in one uh, DraftKings lineup, and um, regretfully, but (laughs) I also happened to have Michael Thomas. What, you weren't happy about that performance, Miles? I also happened to have Michael Thomas in that same lineup. So my receiving, other than Devontae Adams, I I was able to have Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs Mm -hmm. in that lineup, um, TJ Hawkinson uh, and Cam Newton. So I had a great core. (laughs) I had a great core four there, if you want to say. I had a a great quarterback, great top receiver, top running back, and then – a top tight end as well. All yeah. of those guys going for multiple touchdowns. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's aside great. from Hawkinson, only the one touchdown, but that's all you ask for yeah. from a tight end, right? Uh, that's pretty well. <laughs> so, Anyways, getting back to this Panthers and uh, Vegas game, we had Teddy Bridgewater going for 270 yards and a tutty. He also rushed four times for 26 yards. We had McCaffrey go off for 96 rush yards, 38 receiving yards. And Robbie Anderson, who was someone that we weren't high on because we didn't think that he would be utilized in this Carolina offense based on uh, his usage in previous Jets offenses, which is, I think, where we went wrong because the Jets and Adam Gase don't know how to utilize their receivers as well as Carolina and Matt Rule does, apparently. Uh, He went off for 115 yards on six receptions and a touchdown. Had a great week one, and he will be one of our waiver wire pickups uh, for this week. Uh, moving on to our next game, we had a huge comeback from Da Bears. Massive comeback in the fourth quarter, led by Mitch Trubisky. Uh, scored 21 unanswered points, even though there should have been an answer on one of the oh. late plays in the game from. DeAndre Swift, yes, so rookie running back. DeAndre Swift, DeAndre Swift had a opportunity for a game-winning touchdown with uh, less than a minute to go in the game, or it was about a minute to go in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, it was about a twenty-yard pass from Ma- Matthew Stafford oh, right at the uh, at the left pylon on, on the money. It, it, it just he dropped it 
You got and, overconfident. Um, I, I'm not. I think that's probably a little bit of your uh, rookie jitters there, right? You know, you're. You know, you need a touchdown to win the game. Down by four with a minute to go, mm-hmm. and no timeouts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, you know what? Swift will bounce back. I think he's. I think he's going to reflect on that, and he he's a talented player. Absolutely. I think that uh, eventually he's going to take over for AP in this backfield, who did have a good day for himself, considering uh, he had just joined the Lions. Uh, ended up having 14 rushes for 93 yards uh, with a long of 21. Yes. And he looked pretty good out there. Yeah, man. just four days after signing with the Lions, AP is able to run for much efficiency on his 14 carries. Yeah, um, getting 6.6 carry on there. Yeah, a carry on. <laughs> ah. Speaking of carry on, how did he do yesterday? Not good, not good at all. Uh, seven rush attempts for fourteen yards, and didn't look good out there. I mean, he he uh, was kind of injured uh, before the this game started. We had seen him in a was it a precautionary walking boot or something like that a couple weeks ago. Not because anything was wrong because uh you know what just taking some precautions obviously of course uh he didn't look that great swift looked pretty good uh catching a couple passes uh for 15 yards a couple rushes three rushes for eight yards it's okay he's still uh coming off uh, uh nagging I, I believe it was a knee injury he had earlier in the week knee or uh lower body anyway something to do with his legs but, uh, yeah, it was a disappointing finish for Matt Stafford and the Lions. And uh, sorry to all you Lions fans out there for having to watch your team lose in that sort of fashion. But congrats to the Bears fans. And I was actually watching the end of the game with the Bears fan, uh, who was just ecstatic. He had turned off the game before leaving to come to my house. And in the time that he left his place, which is about, I don't know, six, seven minutes away and getting to mine, uh, the Bears scored two touchdowns, and he was very upset that he missed them. <laughs> yeah, so that that there, um, Trubisky leading the Bears to their first one and zero start in five years. <laughs> Gotta be close to that. <laughs> yeah. Um, how 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 about another? Uh, not 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 a. I guess it was definitely wasn't a comeback. Yeah, but, it, was, uh, it was a comeback. They were down. No, no, no I'm I'm moving on here, Matthew. Oh. <laughs> Minshew Mania. Yeah, that was a comeback as well. I, I guess it was. Yeah, they scored a, a touchdown and a field goal late to, to win it. Ten points. It's... They did it in the fourth quarter? Yeah, okay, sure. We'll call it a... It wasn't as big a touch, as, as big a comeback. It wasn't as late of a comeback. Yeah, which is what I was... Which was what I was kind of referring to. I, I get you. I get what you Do you, though? I, I, I do. You, you know, Matthew, I, I sometimes don't think anybody gets me i know buddy tell me how you feeling yeah i just i don't understand why can't i be like mr Gardner Minshew? i Those... wish i could have the swagger that Gardner Minshew does i wish i had the jorts that he does confidence i, I wish i had jorts. the mustache oh there's there's just so many things about him that are uh Envious, or to be, uh, <laughs> worth being envious. About, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, Min- Minshew had Minshew had a great game uh, for the Jags, uh, surprising everybody in that uh, comeback win against the Colts, uh, beating the Colts twenty-seven to twenty in Jacksonville. Uh, Minshew going nineteen of twenty 
for jeez, uh, what how many why did you have twenty for hundred and seventy three yards and three passing touchdowns? That is just um yeah, that, <laughs> talk about we, efficient. Yeah, we were talking about Mr. Efficiency what Russell Wilson earlier. How about Gardner Minshew? Three passing tutties on hundred and seventy three yards and nineteen for twenty completions per for attempts. Yeah, of course, and of course, uh, it was led by led led, uh, led by receiver Keelan Cole. Yeah, now, was that a surprise to you? Considering it's, we were, it was. I considering was, we're pretty high on DJ Chark. Do 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 do. I love DJ Chark. Do 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 do. And I thought that this was going to be a smash game early on. Uh, he had three receptions. He did get that touchdown. Yeah, twenty-five yards and a touchdown. And then he's like, "Yo, peace. I did my part." Uh, you guys can uh, take it from here, right? And that's when uh, Minshew started passing to other receivers. Considering <laughs> uh, he only threw uh, 20 times uh, for for Shark to get three of them, I was a little disappointed. If On those numbers, I'd kind of like to see him get five or six at least uh, based on uh, the perceived talent I see in Jacksonville. Uh he, I mean, he, he still had a serviceable outing, right? Got that touchdown. Uh, didn't completely ruin your lineups. Had 10 or 11 points, depending on uh, what your scoring format is. But I, overall disappointed in uh, DJ Chark this week. Yeah, uh, you know what? DJ Chark's going to come back. Um, I, I can't see Keelan Cole um, being being Minshew's guy all year round. Yeah. Uh, they were up against a tough Colts D, you know, and mm-hmm. Keelan Cole happened to be the guy that was open and he was catching those passes. So uh, feed feed the hot hand in the receiving game too. Yeah. It doesn't just apply to running backs. Also applies applies to receivers. Yeah. Also in this game, we had Marlon Mack go down with an injury. Uh, they're fearing an Achilles uh, tear. And I believe they confirmed that today, right? Uh, I'm not sure if it, I can't. I can't confirm that it has been confirmed. Maybe Matt can pull it up while I talk I'll, a little uh, bit I'll here. Do it real quick. Here. But um, yeah, yeah uh, Marlon Mack going down uh, with uh, with what they figured was a torn Achilles, uh, but um, Naeem Hines actually coming out of um, almost nowhere it was it wasn't expected that he would be so, uh, so prominent. And we we knew we all know that he is going to catch some balls out of the backfield. Yeah, but did we think he was going to be receiving the ball eight times in this game? Uh, well, you know what? The, he's talked in the offseason about it. But not eight it, times. You never expect eight receptions from your running back. Four to six max. Well, they, they, they right? Coach Frank Wright was talking about getting oh, yeah. the ball like eight to ten times at least, and most of those being receptions, right? Uh, so I, I wasn't overly surprised with the eight, eight uh, receptions that he had. And also, uh, Marlon Mack, yes, did have a suffer a torn Achilles and is out for the season. So this bumps up Jonathan Taylor's value uh, even more than it already was. We were expecting him to take over by midseason, but looks like he's probably going to be the guy along with Naheem Hines uh, early on in the season, obviously. Um, I, I see Taylor getting the majority of the carries, Naheem Hines coming in for some of the passing downs and Maybe a little bit of goal line work, but we'll see. Uh, but, yeah, this is – I mean, it, it's tough to say this is great for a player because another player got injured. But for fantasy uh, relevance, this 
brings Jonathan Taylor up and in, in, into it. Why do you sound so disappointed that it brings Jonathan Taylor up, Mr. Jonathan no, Taylor? No, I, I do. I love Jonathan Taylor, but I hate to see players go down. Oh, of course. And, Everyone hates to see it. You don't have to sound so yeah. upset about it. It's well, a reality. I know. It's a reality, though, right? Marlon Mack was a good – he was a serviceable. Oh, of course he was. Running back for a while in fantasy. I, I had him in the uh, In the end, leagues. who cares? He's done. He's gone. He's out yeah, for the season. Why I'm are you sure I'll move him? on from it, Miles. But I'm he... just trying to. Oh, you're 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 so. I'm just trying to project so my uh, disappointment yeah. for Marlon Mack. I yeah. hope he I hope he hears this I, someday. You, you know what? If if Marlon Mack was a listener of the show, I'd say go ahead. You 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 go kiss his ass as much as you want. You go tell him. him you tell him how sad you are. Tell him how sad you are that he that he got hurt. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, exactly. But he's not a listener of the show. Well, you never know, okay? So we need to move on, Matt. We're going to talk about the Green Bay Packers and Minnesota Vikings game now. What what were your initial thoughts um, following that game? My initial thoughts were that I may have been a little too harsh on Aaron Rodgers. You think? Yeah, he was one guy that I was really fading this offseason. I didn't like that Green Bay didn't bring in any new weapons for him. Uh, I, I figured that they'd lean towards the run like they did last year with Aaron Jones. And Aaron Rodgers was just like, hey, remember when I was the QB1 in fantasy? Oh, yeah, I still got that. And he threw four touchdowns. Devontae Adams had a massive, massive game. He went for 156 yards and two touchdowns on 14 receptions. Absolutely uh, blew up for your fantasy team. Scored basically 41 points in PPR leagues. Like, fantastic outing from him. Uh, had Aaron Jones uh, rush for, excuse me, sorry, 66 yards <laughs> on uh, 16 carries. Uh Rodgers ended up throwing for 364 yards and the four touchdowns on 32 completions. And, yeah, Green Bay just looked explosive well, of on course, offense. Uh, two, two other uh, receivers there that ended up having good days. Yeah. Um, Alan Lazard and Mar- Marquez Valdez Scantling. Now, I, my, my only – good for them, right? My only concern with these two – is I think they're going to be taking away from each other's production. Mm-hmm. Right? These are both talented receivers. You're not going to have a and, true wide receiver two in right. Green Bay. It's exactly. going to be one of the you've two. Got, you've got two wide receiver threes, right? That's, that's essentially what you're going to have there almost. Pretty well. Um, it's, it's, um, if, if one of them can, uh, and, and in this game it was uh, MVS mm-hmm. that uh, was able to put up the better numbers, but if one of them can pull away, Mm-hmm. From the other, uh, then then you're gonna see that that one really step up. But also know that the other is gonna be dragging them down a little bit more. Um, I'm I'm happy I'm happy that I was able to grab Marquez Valdez Scantling in quite a few of my best balls late in drafts. Um, so he, he's been. I'm hoping it's him that ends up being that true number two there. Yep. So Absolutely. that's yeah. Uh, something I, I do I do want our listeners to know, Matt, is the discussion we had about Aaron Rodgers the the night before and when we were selecting our props. Yes. Uh, so so you like pretty easily convinced me that Aaron Rodgers was going to throw more than one and a half touchdowns. So Thrive Fantasy had this this was this was my lock of the night for Thrive Fantasy. Um, I had I had this prop on every single um, prop 
um, parlay that I had done on mm-hmm. Thrive was Aaron Rodgers over one and a half touchdowns. Yeah. I figured Rodgers was a lock for two touchdowns, and I said quite possibly three, three maybe four. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I totally expected three. Yeah. Lock for two, I expected three. Four was just a cherry on top and it was nice it's nice that I do have Aaron Rodgers in one of uh, one of our season long leagues. Yeah, you do. And that's uh that was actually a super flex. That's in the uh, Yeah, you uh you started him that week and you you were pretty happy with his performance. Oh, of course. You put up over forty points for me. Well yeah, not bad. <laughs> and I uh, needed it because all my teams are struggling. <laughs> on the other side of the ball we had Dalvin Cook rush for fifty yards on twelve attempts. Alexander Madison also rushed for 50 yards on only six attempts. Uh, Adam Thielen had a day for himself, uh, catching six passes for 110 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, BC Johnson caught another 56 yards. And the rookie, Justin Jefferson, only 26 yards in his debut. Yeah, I, I hammered the under on um, Jefferson in a, lot, in, in a few uh, prop parlays as well. Mm-hmm. I think the over-under was for him was set about 42 on Thrive. Yep. Um, I was uh, hammering the under. 37, 37. I think. Yeah, it, 37, it was around that. Um, I definitely hammered the under on that. <laughs> oh, for sure. For good reason. Um, no, Kirky, he's... He's not a bad option. He's someone that you were able to get in the late rounds and drafts, and he's putting up good numbers. Nineteen, nineteen completions for two hundred and fifty-nine yards, uh, with um, with two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He had that one interception in there, and I hope you you don't lose uh, points for sacks, but because he was sacked twice. But hey, a one eighteen passer rating is nothing to scoff at. No, not at all. Uh, moving on to the New England Patriots and the Miami Dolphins. Camp's first game as a New England Patriot, and he looked pretty good out there, I must say. You know, I I, I think you and I, Matt, we're both um, we're both liking Cam Newton. Uh, you, you sniped him from me in one of our drafts. Yes, sir. And um, traded for him in another league. Traded for him in another one, right? And. You did say that you you owe me one, so I'm gonna to have to ask that you trade Cam Newton to me for uh, for the for the quarterback that I ended up getting in that uh, in that league. Who did you end up getting in that league again? It was like the third last or second last round. Ryan Tannehill. Gonna to have to take a hard pass on that one. Sorry, buddy. Just because you had to snipe me, I'm so upset about that. I tried trading up. Anyway, we talked about that in a previous episode. Go listen. Um, no, two rushing touchdowns for Cam Bam Newton. Yeah. And 75 yards on the ground. Oh, yeah, 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 75 yards on the ground. Um, now, it's yes, it was against the Dolphins. Yeah, but they, their defense the did improve Dolphins, in the offseason. The Dolphins season. D did improve, and the passing yards weren't there for Newton. Um, but he didn't have to. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he did enough with his legs. He um, managed the game well yeah. enough so yeah. that Cam Newton was still uh, super efficient. Yeah, his passer rating was still over a hundred. Mm-hmm. Uh, super efficient, going five for one hundred fifty-five yards. No, no touchdowns, no interceptions. No, he looked mm-hmm. pretty good out there. And on the other side of the ball, we had Ryan Fitzpatrick throwing for one hundred ninety-one yards. Uh, Fitzpatrick didn't look like anything special. You know uh, what? In his I, debut this I, year, I was I was kind of I was kind of hoping for Week One Fitzpatrick from twenty nineteen. I think that would have been uh, well. The last two years, I think he's had some yeah. phenomenal uh, week ones, but uh, not this year. Not no. against that uh, New England Patriots defense, who was uh, a little shorthanded because of some of the uh, off-season opt-outs, but uh, still got it done. Only yeah, allowed so. uh, eleven points from Miami, and yeah. yeah, defense. The defense looked good, man. Yeah, it, it certainly did. I wasn't expecting that. Uh, other other news out of Miami, um, number one receiver, Devontae Parker, going down with, you guessed it, a hamstring injury. 
Yeah, well, he, he was nurturing the hamstring before the game. Ended up playing in the game, yep. uh, and then left <laughs> shortly after of because it's, of the hamstring. It's, uh, that's what's going to happen when you're traveling, right? I thought they were in Miami this week, though. Still gonna happen. It's traffic. still gonna happen at home. It's still gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and, no, they were in New England. Oh, were they? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. They were at Gillette Stadium. Yeah. Because I saw that meme from Tom Brady, like, "Oh, look, uh, Tom Brady leaves and no fans show up to the games. What a bunch of bandwagoners." <laughs> that's a good one. I didn't see that one. Uh, I yeah. thought that was a good one. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, um, pretty good. Eh? <laughs> for sure. Um, disappointment of the game, though. Uh, someone who I unwillingly have. A lot of shares in, and especially best ball, uh, Jordan Howard. Yes. Now, he was only able to muster seven yards on eight rushing attempts um, and nothing else on top of that. Um, Matt, uh, Matt Breida, or sorry, Miles Gaskin ended up uh, leading, the, leading the team in rushing yards with uh, 40. Um, really didn't expect that of uh, Miles Gaskin. I mean, we all knew we were going to see a running back, by committee, running back by committee approach yep. in Miami, but I really thought that. Uh, Jordan Howard was going to be the guy, and hey, he he still can be. This is one week, yeah, absolutely. in a game that they trailed um, for the entire game. Yeah, so it's not like uh, not like Howard had the best opportunity to no for do sure. Anything, but and like, I mean, it, it's tough. Oh, there's a pick for yeah. the Steelers. There. Daniel Jones picked off in the end zone. <sighs> Too bad. Yeah, it was. Uh, he he got hit as he threw, and it was a little wobbler. Yeah, we got he, the uh, Steelers Giants game on uh, right now for yeah. Monday hey, night hey, football. Hayward, they're able to pick up the uh, the, the wobbly ball yeah. there and and uh, just fall down with it in the end zone for the touchback. But yeah, Jordan <laughs> Howard definitely disappointed uh, this weekend. I, I, I love I, those big bruiser running backs, but uh, he didn't do a whole lot. I'm hoping that uh, he does turn it around because I do think that he's talented enough to have this. Uh, lead back job so of course yeah especially uh when you, when your competition is matt Breida and miles gaskin exactly <laughs> but we'll, yeah we'll see as the season progresses there um probably fade jordan howard in uh, some dfs next week yeah uh, but worth uh, hanging on to in season long for now uh moving on to matt's uh prediction of the week which was an upset the Washington football team wins their first game as the football team over the Philadelphia Eagles. And uh, I'm just going to take a, a small victory lap here saying that, oh, did Matt call this week one win for Washington? Yes, he did. If you go back and listen to our episodes uh, on season-long NFC uh, preview, ended up uh, saying that this would be one of two wins for Washington on the season. And uh, looks like I'm right. Yeah, the... Um <laughs> the Washington football team were down 17 to nothing. They had a, uh, according to, uh, I think it was next, ne- gen, next stats. gen stats, they had a 2% uh, win percentage, win probability uh, when they were down at 17 I, I think it was 2% for the Bears actually in the oh, fourth the Bear- quarter. Oh, yeah, that's was, right. Yeah, 2% for the Bears in co- for the fourth quarter and 7%. Seven, yeah, 7% for the football, Washington football team. That is correct. Thanks for correcting me there, No Matt. problem, buddy. Uh, we, we need to we, we have to get the uh, information, the correct information out to our listeners there. Absolutely. And, uh, we're, we're, we're usually pretty good at correcting each other. Yeah. So um, I, I love I love correcting Matt. He, he gets upset sometimes. So Shut up. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so some, high, uh, some, uh, some highs from the uh, Washington football team. Uh, Peyton Barber surprising a lot of people being the the lead back in that 
backfield with uh, carrying the ball 17 times. Uh, the efficiency wasn't really there, but yeah. 17 I mean, carries. I mean, I I liked Antonio Gibson in this game. I thought that uh, he looked like the better back, more explosive back uh, than sure. Barber. Yeah. Uh, but Barber was the one who ended up getting the touchdown, so he became more fantasy relevant because of that. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that that the Peyton Barber era in Washington is going to last super long. No, not I at do all. believe in Gibson's talent. He had uh, nine rushes in the game for 36 yards uh, with a long of 20 uh, and a couple targets for uh, eight yards. And yeah, Antonio Gibson, yeah. He, he, he looked good. Um, again, most of his uh, most of his yards coming off of that one carry, mm-hmm. but he did have those two receptions. Yeah. Right, so they're getting him involved in the uh, passing game. Uh, I, I actually expected Barber to get a little bit more action in the passing game. Oh, really? Than he did. Yeah, I, I, oh. I thought Barber would have two, two or three receptions. Oh. He didn't get. He, didn't, he wasn't even targeted. No. Uh, Terry McLaurin had five receptions for sixty-one yards. Stephen Sims Jr. had three receptions for fifty yards. Logan Thomas, thirty-seven yards and a touchdown. So we had several uh, different contributors for Washington. Dwayne Haskins. Wasn't super efficient throwing the ball. 17 for 31 uh, for 178 yards and one touchdown. He he looked okay out there, but, uh, I mean, Washington doesn't really have too many weapons, right? No, not at all, but so it's, it's they tough. made the best of what they had, right? Absolutely, and, they I mean, they won the football game, so that's all that matters, right? Yeah, and then on the other, other side of the ball, um, I'll toot my own horn here a little bit about uh, my – a number one deep sleeper tight end in Dallas Goddard going uh, eight for 101 and a touchdown. Yeah, he looked great right. out there. I, I've, I've been saying since the beginning he's going to be the number one tight end in Philadelphia. Yeah, he's and definitely someone to look at on the waiver yeah. wire this week. If he is available, you, you, you're going to scoop him up. You're, you've got to scoop him up. Um, if, if you're looking, if you're looking for Fab, we'll get to it a little bit later. Uh, I'll talk to you about uh, what we think you should be putting on for Fab. Um, but uh, he, he's looking great in that game. Uh, disappointment of the week for me in this game is uh, Boston Scott. Now, yeah. I know a lot of people had, especially in cash games on DFS, had Boston Scott in their lineup. Uh, I can't recall the uh, exact uh, ownership of uh, Scott. But he uh, was not able to muster a whole lot, only having the nine rushes for 35 yards. I mean, the nine rushes was, was all right, but... Uh, I, uh, he went went along with two re- two receptions, but I think we all expected a lot more yeah, from Boston. Scott. I definitely did. Uh, he still did lead lead the team in rushing, but um, it it was a game script thing, right? Yes. And it the the game didn't go the way we thought it would, so perhaps that um, that that affected the uh, Boston Scott performance. Absolutely. Uh, moving on to some of the later games. Now we had our first game, which was the Los Angeles Chargers against the Cincinnati Bengals in Joe Burrow's debut in the NFL. And it didn't quite go as uh, he had hoped. No, you know what? Aside aside from that last drive, Burrow did not look good. Yeah. Um, he had he, he scampered for that uh, 20-yard uh, TD of the, yep. early in the game. But aside from that last drive of the game, he didn't. Yeah, the Los Angeles Chargers D was all over the yeah. receivers. I, I don't know if it was the uh, if if he had the the, the jitters there or um, he, he was a little nervous playing in his first NFL game in front of thousands and thousands of people. Yeah, <laughs> funny because there were none. Yeah, I mean, not like there'd be too many in Los Angeles anyway, but you know. <laughs> 
Cheap yes. shot. Cheap well, shot. Considering Cincinnati hosted the game, there probably wouldn't be too many Chargers fans there. I thought uh, it was in L.A. Nope. That's right, because SoFi Stadium was the Rams. Man, is that stadium Take the L, Matt. Just, uh, is that stadium down. beautiful, though? Oh, it does that look so Five good. billion dollar stadium. Yeah. What? Looks <laughs> looks like it costs about $5 billion. Looks like it costs about that. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, in this game, we had Austin Eckler rush for 84 yards. Keenan Allen had 37 yards. Hunter Henry had 73. Mike Williams had 69 uh, receiving yards. It, Tyrod didn't look great either, to be honest, in this game. Uh, watching a few drives, just uh, kind of failing to get it done at key moments that would uh, have possibly gotten them points. It was a, it's a pretty boring game, if if I'm being completely honest. Very, mm-hmm. very defensive. It was, yeah. It wasn't uh, wasn't a super exciting game to watch. Uh, Aust- uh, like you were saying, Austin Eckler going for those 84 yards. He had the uh, one reception as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, the running back I'm looking at here is is Josh Kelly. Yeah, he looked you know, good out there, man. He, he looked good. He, I think he looked better than Austin Eckler, and he is going to Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler. Yeah, he's going to take over that. Uh, lead role we believe uh, come later in the season uh, and you, in Los Angeles, yeah, and uh, or just split carries with Eckler. <laughs> and and as our listeners know, we we've been we've been higher on Josh Kelly than most. Um, Josh Kelly being one of our uh, sleeper picks mm-hmm. uh, in the past, and we've been we've deemed Austin Eckler right from the beginning, right from episode one. Austin Eckler, we've um, we said is going to be our best of the year. He he had a he had a decent game. Yeah. He had uh, 80, 84 yards, well, 80, 87 yards, including including his reception. Yeah, but with where you drafted Austin Eckler, you were expecting a little bit more yeah. than just under 10 fantasy exactly. points. Yeah, you're, you you're, know? you're getting less than 10 fantasy points here on someone you took in the second round. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Early second round, I've seen him go. Yep. Right? Uh, Moving on to our next game, we had Brady and the... Who? T- Tom Brady. Have you heard of him? Never heard of him. Yeah, he's he's an okay... Uh, Did he even show up for the game? Yeah, he was actually uh, there. Uh, he's a seventh-round draft pick. Uh, not too much to see there. Seventh, yeah. Yeah, who, who cares about that guy, right? Making his Buccaneers debut against the New Orleans Saints, Andrew Brees. And oh, Tom Brady, the running back. He's leading his team in rushing touchdowns. That's that right. Guy. You know ah. what? He is leading his That's team in right. rushing touchdowns. The guy leading the Bucks in rushing touchdowns. That's who you're talking about. Yeah, he's fantastic. <laughs> uh, Brady did not look super sharp in this game. Uh, early on, he had a couple nice drives, but uh, come the second half, uh, he had the one passing touchdown to O.J. Howard, but... When he needed it late, he just couldn't get it done. Ended up throwing a pick six uh, yeah, late threw, in the game. Yeah, he threw that pick six back in the uh, early third. Gave yeah. Mike Evans his fantasy relevance for the week by throwing him a two-yard passing touchdown. <laughs> you know, you know what? I, I honestly, I didn't think I didn't think Mike Evans was gonna get. Oh, that. Man. I, I thought he might get two receptions. Yeah, I mean, Mike Evans was making noise on the field, but not because he was catching balls. He was just getting into it with uh, Marshawn Lattimore, basically. Yeah, exactly. I, 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 I thought Mike Evans price. would get like two receptions for like 10, well, or for like 20 yards. Uh, he ended up only getting that one reception at the end of the game. Yeah. Um, happened to be a touchdown, so I guess he was a little bit fantasy relevant, but yeah. he was he was out there as a decoy. Um, that, that's all it was. More or less, yeah. I mean... He wasn't healthy, um, yeah. but uh, Chris Godwin was able to was was able to uh, 
put up points because Mike Evans was there. Yeah, I mean, right? six for seventy-nine. Chris Godwin uh, wasn't able to get into the end zone, but uh, he, he caught all but one target. Mm-hmm. And Scotty Miller also looked good in this game. He had five uh, receptions for seventy-three yards. Godwin six for seventy-nine. Uh, Howard, obviously, we talked about him with the touchdown and thirty-six yards to go on, on top of that. Uh, How did uh, that other uh, expatriate there? Uh, what's his name? Gronk uh, Robkowski. Yeah, something like that. He had a, a, a solid two receptions for 11 yards. He was my tight end set of the week, and it's probably a Matt, good thing if you listen to me. Hasn't been hasn't Gronk been our tight end do not draft ever? Yeah, like I don't know Since why we, people are still starting him in uh, leagues, to be honest. You people are delusional. <laughs> well, some people are still going off of the 2015 Rob Gronkowski when he was the tight end one. Just like we're chasing the 2013 Josh Gordon. Like Exactly. Like, people, these are not rosterable players. Yeah, Do don't not just go them. off the name. Do not play them. Yes, his name's Rob Gronkowski, but you know what? I've I, I, I've seen I've seen him in so like so many different places, uh, TV shows, game shows, commercials. He's he doesn't care about football anymore. He's, he's an actor now. He's yeah he he's an actor now exactly. You know I'm just waiting for uh, for when he has to defend his belt is uh, at the WWE there anytime anywhere. I thought that he lost that already. Ah, maybe he. I was, did. I was hoping that he'd uh, keep it for football season. See uh, a wrestler run onto the field, just, just tackle him in the end zone or something like wouldn't that. Wouldn't that be something? Just catches a TD or something like that. that. Would be just worth it. Absolutely gets destroyed. Can can we can we make that uh, worth like a hundred fantasy points? Oh please! So if, if that, that happens, happens like he gets just hundred fantasy it, points in the week. If you have Rob Gronkowski, and your that ends up happening in uh, in a game at some point. You should automatically win the week because yeah. that's fantastic. Exactly. <laughs> uh, that's better than any football storyline we'll ever see. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, pretty pedestrian week for, uh, for for Tom Brady and the and the Bucks. Um, nothing. Nothing. I mean, we maybe we expect a little bit more out of yeah. Brady, but uh, that uh, twenty three for two thirty nine and his uh, two picks, including his um, pick six in three straight games, uh, to tie. I believe it was Chase Daniels and. Matt Schaub for the last uh, quarterbacks to do that. So three legends right there, um, all being uh, fantastic future Hall of Famers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, we did have a good game, though. Um, I think there was a Saints running back that did. Mr. Alvin Kamara. Now, he we had what, five, five receptions for 50 yards mm-hmm. and then another uh, 12 carries, and we won't we, – 16 not, yards. Not so well in the carries, but he's getting the ball. Uh, he was able to get in the end zone. He was able to get, ugh, he was able to get in the end zone twice, uh, one one rushing, one receiving. Um, and he's putting up points for you in every way he knows. Yeah. yeah. Saints offense looked good out there. Sean Payton did what Sean Payton does to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and wins the game, no matter who the quarterback is. Yeah, so um, we, we touched on earlier Michael Thomas going down with that high high ankle sprain. Um, nothing much of, has come of it yet. We don't know his uh, – well, he's questionable for week two. Um, we, d- we don't really know what his role would be in that game, if, even if he plays. But uh, I'm fading him in daily fantasy yep. uh, in week two, and uh, so should you. Absolutely. Moving on to our final afternoon game of the week, we had the Arizona Cardinals taking on your San Francisco 49ers. And uh, how's that 15-1 and uh, prediction looking, Miles? 
You got your one. Still 15 games to go. Yeah, still 15 games okay. to go. 15 games, 15 wins, obviously. That's that's all we need. Um, you know what? I expected this to be a close game. Uh, the line was uh, was uh, San Francisco plus seven. Uh, yeah. Or my, sorry, minus seven. San Francisco yeah, yeah. minus seven. And I, I took the Cardinals, and that was one of the uh, one of the bets that we had uh, tweeted out Sunday yeah. morning. Um, the Cardinals aren't awful. The Niners, they they don't cover spreads. No, <laughs> they win tight games. Yeah, they they do, and um, yeah, they they look good early on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raheem Mostert with that um, nice seventy yard uh, touchdown care or touchdown uh, yeah, reception. Yeah, I, uh, I was pretty. I was pretty happy with that. I've got him in a couple leagues there, and uh, him and Josh Jacobs actually in one of the leagues, and they both put up some pretty good fantasy days for me which is nice yeah uh, of course no that uh <laughs> uh that jimmy rock jimmy garoppolo guy he he didn't look too good out there no he did not um ended up throwing for 259 yards which is pretty respectable i'd say um two touchdowns yeah, but, but got no, don't forget that 76 of those yards came on that most that's touchdown, true exactly he, he only right? threw it was like 10 air yards on that right yeah it was almost <laughs> right after that but got sacked three times you know i wasn't doing enough to get his team the win obviously uh kyler murray looked he looked pretty good out there i wouldn't say he looked spectacular um I, I i liked what i saw from kyler murray and he likes his new target he likes <laughs> and, his new target DeAndre DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins. 14 receptions for 151 yards now um a lot of people were a lot lower on uh, on D Hop this year than they were in previous years. Matt, I, I am included in that. Um, I, I was never low on Hopkins. Um, I would take him when I could get him. Um, I don't know if it's because you thought. I don't Just know if it's coming if, into I don't a know new if it's offense. Because it's uh, everyone thought that it was Deshaun Watson that was able to do that. No, and Kyler Murray wouldn't be able to because that's what all. I did here. For me, it was more seeing a receiver coming into a new offense. They have they, typically in years past, they've had uh, a tough time adjusting to uh, that, that the new offensive scheme uh, when they're traded. So that that was part of the reason why I was fading Hopkins. I also thought that uh, the other receivers in uh, Arizona probably presented a, more of a target share. Uh, that they'd take away from Hopkins than uh, uh, the receivers in Houston because you had Will Fuller who was constantly going down. Yeah. Uh, you had Kiki QT. Like these guys aren't. I mean, Will Fuller is a great receiver, but because he was injured so often, uh, it was mostly Hopkins out there anyway. So yeah, um, Hopkins, Hopkins had a great game. Uh, I expected a lot more from guys like uh, Christian Kirk. Mm-hmm. With the one reception for zero zero yards uh, in the game, I um, he was my set of the week. Him Christian, and Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, I, I, d- I didn't have any uh, Kirk in any uh, DFS, but I do have um, a fair amount of uh, Christian Kirk in in uh, season long. Yep. Um, just because I I do think that he is going to be uh, he's that second option uh, as a, a second wideout option other than D Hop. Right. Yeah. Well, you got Larry Fitzgerald there too, and he had four receptions. Yeah, Larry Fitzgerald is a pretty slotty receiver, though. Yeah, but he's. St- I mean, he's still taking away some of those targets on uh, different. 
yeah. place, you know. Oh yeah, of course, of course. And Larry Fitzgerald doing his usual four 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 receptions for thirty four yards. Yeah. That's uh, nothing out of the so ordinary. Solid. Uh Kenyon Drake rushed for sixty yards. Yeah, Kyler Murray rushed for ninety one yards, and I thought he was much more impressive on his uh runs than on his passes. Oh of course. Uh you had Raheem Mostert go off like uh we had said before. Ended up rushing for fifty six, but had another uh four receptions for ninety five, including that seventy six yard touchdown. Yeah. Now running back that I was super happy to see back on the field for the first time in nearly a thousand days. Jarek McKinnon. I, I thought he looked pretty good. <laughs> did you hear what uh, the uh, the game announcer had I didn't, nicknamed uh, Jarek McKinnon? I Apparently, didn't. his nickname is Circle Jerk. So, he called. they were calling him Circle Jerk McKinnon. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I thought how that was hilarious. That? How did I miss that? I don't know that? how you missed it. I, it, it, was, it just came off so, like, casually. And I had see, seen it scrolling online. I'm like, What? Circle Jerk McKinnon. All right, so, so uh, um, Jerk Circle Jerk McKinnon. Yeah. Um, I, I I think he had a <laughs> wow. Um, he had, he had a great game. Yeah, uh, great game, and um, he had those three receptions for twenty yards and another three rushes, which he looked good on for twenty four, including uh, breaking free for sixteen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in in one of his rushes there. He did. Good old uh, Circle Jerk. Good old Circle Jerk McKinnon. Way. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Um, so let's move on to um, a less depressing game here. Uh, the late game yeah, between I, the Rams and the Cowboys. I think we were both expecting this one to be a lot higher scoring than it ended up being. Uh, we had the Rams winning 20-17. to 17 And uh, there's a lot of defense in this game. Uh, uh, Goff looked... Uh, he looked okay. Uh, Dak looked... Not as good as we were expecting, uh, obviously. No, defense held up for both teams here. Yeah, Aaron Donald was a beast of a man out there. Just, I don't know if you saw the one play where he literally pushed two offensive linemen over on the same shove to get to Dak. Oh, I missed that one. Oh, man. He, like, uh, he dodged a defender one way, came over. That was on his sack, eh? Yeah, that was on his yeah. sack. He still had another day. Well, he, he was he's always a beast, right? Yeah. And not not just what you see on paper, but when you really watch the game, you, with without Aaron Donald, that defensive line of yeah. the Rams is much different. <laughs> oh, absolutely. We had uh Malcolm Brown rush for two TDs in this game. Uh he he looked pretty good out there, I yeah, must I, say. I started Malcolm Brown in one of my season long games. Yeah, I mean, I started him as well in uh one of my leagues, not cuz I wanted to, but cuz I had uh, Miles Sanders out in that league and Cortland Sutton, so R.I.P. me in that one. Uh, yeah. yeah, the one I started him in was without Miles Sanders, so I, I'm I made I'm happy with that pivot. <laughs> no, for sure. Um, we had uh, Robert Woods go off for 105 yards uh, on six receptions. Had one rush for 14 yards. He had a great day. Uh, some of the other Rams receivers, though, did not have as good of a day. He had Cooper Cup, uh, four for forty. Tyler Higby, who I you, thought you, was going to have expect a four for forty out of Cooper Cup, though, being that slot guy, right? Yeah, but I was, I was actually expecting more like six for sixty kind of thing. Okay, uh, a couple more receptions, maybe a touchdown because they do like to target him yeah. uh, in the end zone. Yeah. Tyler Higby, who I thought was going to feast in this Higby. game. 
Who do Higbu? Yeah. Uh, rather than uh, being Tyler Hig Beast, he was Tyler Hig Bust this week. Oof. So I was uh, I was a little Those are sad strong to words. That. I, well, I mean, when you only catch three passes for forty yards, then it's uh, a bit of a bust when you're expecting over ten fantasy. A little points. bit about the Cowboys receivers. Now, what, first impressions on CD Lamb. What do you think? I thought he looked great out there, to be honest. Yeah, five for fifty-nine. Yeah, nothing, nothing to be, uh, nothing, nothing to look down on. No, nothing to scoff at for no, sure. Exactly. Mari Cooper ended up getting eighty-one yards in the game, and you had Michael Gallup getting fifty yards of his own. So, we had uh, we had Dak throw for two hundred sixty-six yards, which was reasonable, but uh, he just couldn't get it done in uh, key moments. Nope. Seemed like no. Nope. Yeah, yeah, Zeke Zeke up to his uh, regular uh, shenanigans there, uh, yeah. over over a hundred dollar per. Well, he's got his new uh, tattoo on his uh, stomach. Do you yeah. see that? I, oh, everyone sees it. Feed me. Yeah, everyone loves. Everyone well, you didn't see that. Circle Jerk McKinnon, so I just had to make sure. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm always looking at Zeke's belly. You know, with those with those crop tops and yeah. you know, not 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 typically watching Circle Jerks with uh, Mr. <laughs> Jerk McKinnon. Yeah. But um, hey, it was a great game, and we're looking forward to some great games tonight. Uh, we've got the uh, Steelers and Giants um, yeah. tonight. Steelers uh, are currently up uh, nineteen to ten, uh, midway through the fourth quarter. Yeah, uh, no, I did have a parlay actually, and it was just a two-leg parlay, both uh, straight up uh, Steelers and uh, Titans. Yeah, that's a that's a solid bet. I got it at uh, plus one twenty-seven, so nothing nothing big because they're both the favorites, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're both going to win. So, <laughs> of course, I wouldn't make the bet if I didn't think that. Yeah. We got uh, Tennessee and Denver coming up after this game. Starts at uh, 10 p.m. Eastern time. But uh, moving on to our waiver wire picks for the week. Yeah, I think we're, we're going to quickly run through some of these waiver wire picks here. Uh, we've got a couple of picks at each position. Yeah. Um, maybe give you an idea of what. Uh, how how much fab you should be putting on them uh if you're in a fab league if you're in a first come first serve league or waivers uh league then um get on it yes yeah. <laughs> immediately following tonight's games is we'll absolutely we'll see what it's like tomorrow uh so at qb we're looking at ryan Tannehill, teddy bridgewater and mitch trubisky yeah uh trubisky's got a couple great matchups coming up next week he is playing the carolina panthers and then the week after that uh, oh, sorry, he's got the Giants next week, not the Panthers. Uh, my bad. <laughs> and then after that, he's got the Atlanta defense, Indianapolis, who ended up giving up quite a few yards to uh, Minshew. Yeah, so like 160 yards. Yeah, but he also rushed quite a bit yeah. too and had a solid fantasy day. But for the for the next two weeks, especially against New York and Atlanta, I am really liking Trubisky uh, in DFS and uh, if you want to stream quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, in your league, yeah, no, a lot, a lot of players, uh, a lot of fancy players do stream quarterbacks, and uh, if you're doing that, um, like like me in one league, I've got I've got Ryan, Ryan Tannehill as my QB in the league, so yeah, um, and next week he faces Jacksonville, yeah, so which I'm is, uh, another good. Uh, I'm streaming pickup. QBs all year long in that league. Mm-hmm. And then we've also got Teddy Bridgewater, who's facing a Bucks defense, who. Uh, didn't look great against Breeze, uh, but and and Teddy's coming off a 270-yard performance as well. So look to him yeah, to that, that have a decent defense. Day. Uh, they were being drafted um, pretty high. Yeah, uh, they in, were in, in drafts uh, when it comes to defenses. Mm-hmm. Um, I had actually taken them in our dynasty uh, dynasty league. I just grabbed them off waivers, but I've dropped them since. 
I think I ended up rolling. I'm actually rolling with the Titans D because I do like the Titans D. But um, enough talk about defenses. That's our. Uh, those are our waiver um, waiver wire pickups at QB. If you're looking at Fab for any of these guys, don't go much. A couple bucks here and there. Yeah, I mean you can find serviceable yes. quarterbacks exactly. you're pretty deep. Find, you don't need to. You're always going to find those guys. I don't think any of these. Well, I mean, aside from maybe Tannehill and uh, single QB leagues, where you're going to be starting them and. Uh, constantly having them on your team or on your bench. Of course, yeah. And don't forget, we are recording this before the Titans game, so we do not know uh, what Ryan Tannehill is going to do against the uh, Broncos tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, so keep that in mind. If he's a, if he ends up as a bust or ends up getting hurt, we are not <laughs> recommending to take him. <laughs> this yeah, is just well, going in. Even still tonight. with the, the Jags uh, matchup next yeah. week, even if he has a tough night against Denver tonight, I still think. Uh, Would you take him if he, uh, I don't know, tore his ACL? Well, no, obviously not. We weren't talking about injury here. We were talking about I didn't about mention injury, which was why. Oh, my bad. I didn't hear that <laughs> part. Okay. My bad. <laughs> All right. Uh, some running backs that uh, we're looking at. Um, not so much Peyton Barber, but uh, if you want to give him a shot. Go hey, ahead, you know him, what? He, he can be a plug-and-play in your lineup yeah. and be serviceable. I mean, he's got that touchdown for, for me, upside, goal line upside. He does. Uh, it, call it. For me, it's, it's, it's tough to find someone who had drop for Peyton Barber. Um, so he, he's there. Again, a couple bucks on him. And, uh, hey, if he goes off in week two, maybe someone will be silly enough to want to trade for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you get string a couple of good weeks together uh, before the inevitable uh, Antonio Gibson takeover, in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Other uh, other running backs that we're looking at, James Robinson with the Jags. Yeah. He had a, he had a good week. Yeah, solid solid outing for Robinson. I yeah. think he was uh, 10 rushes for – or sorry, 16 rushes for 62 yards. That's decent. Yeah, serviceable, great for uh, great for your depth if yeah. you need him. He's, uh, he's the number one – He's the number one guy there in Jacksonville. Absolutely. Um, Naeem Hines, now that uh, Marlon Mack's down. Certainly and with his, Naeem Hines. Especially in PPR especially leagues. Especially in PPR leagues. Uh, we're looking at Naeem Hines as a guy you can pretty well slot into your flex position uh, yeah. week in and week out, given his receiving upside. Yeah, if, uh, uh, no, you're looking at uh, your, your fab budget. I go up to about 10% for uh, someone like Naeem yeah, Hines. Yeah, 10, 10 to 15% I would go to uh, for Naeem Hines as well. Joshua Kelly, we'd mentioned him earlier. Joshua Kelly has been someone we've been high on all year or all all preseason. Uh, he he looked good, um, and it's it's uh, looking like he could be cutting into those Austin Eckler mm-hmm. um, playing times. So. He'd be some guy I'd, I'd want to stash on my bench. I yep. think wait until he gets like a big week and then possibly exactly. start him after exactly. that. And then Malcolm Brown's our last uh, pick on for for the running backs on the waiver wire. Uh, had a great uh, role in the offense, ended up getting two touchdowns. And exactly. while Cam Akers is still easing into this offense, Malcolm Brown is probably the best play at running back uh, for the L.A. Rams. Of course. So look to him to maybe provide some uh, fancy opportunities for your team. Yeah, so uh, again, looking at some fab bids for these guys. Uh, we mentioned uh, Naeem Hines, 10 to 15% of your budget. Uh, Peyton Barber, I'm, I'm saying maybe a Depending dollar Depending on two. how uh, needy you are at running back, I'd even go like up to 25% for Naeem Hines because, like I said, it, he's Especially got Especially in PPR leagues. Got so that PPR upside. That's a little asterisk on that one. Yes. I'm not going any higher than 20%, or I'm not going any higher than 15% in, in standard leagues. <laughs> um, Joshua Kelly, probably get away with a uh, 2%. Oh, he'll go up. He'll go for more than that. I'm not. I'm not going. I'm going like eight, eight yeah. to ten percent. I think okay. uh, I'm like for a Josh two to Kelly. Three on him. 
So meet, meet us halfway and go five or six. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but again, it's up to it, it really depends on your needs. Right. And and your leagues. If you got guys who aren't bidding high on uh different players then and are saving their uh fab for the end of the season, exactly. then go and for then, it. Then uh as for Malcolm Brown, probably another five five percent there. Yeah, I, he can serve you well for a couple weeks at least. Now we're not saying to when we're giving these percentages here, we're not saying to put bids on all of these guys. No. You don't want to end up with all of these guys. Well, if you do, make sure you're dropping the same player each time. Yes. Right. So that way, if yes. uh, so, if you, you accidentally you top if you priority, accidentally win all of them, yes. <laughs> at least you're only getting one of them and exactly. not dropping seven guys to pick up these seven. <laughs> exactly. Um, moving into wide receiver, we saw a big week out of Robbie Anderson doing Robbie Anderson things. Absolutely, he looked great in the Carolina offense, yeah, and they're utilizing that, uh, him very well yeah he had that long touchdown there oh yeah you look on a, a rare teddy bridgewater deep throw exactly but who knows maybe if that's what we're seeing week one maybe he's gonna keep doing that if it's working uh, you know what? he's never he's never had a teddy bridgewater quarterback no i mean <laughs> teddy bridgewater i didn't play a whole lot so we're really just starting to get to know teddy bridgewater exactly um so I, i'd be willing to drop uh, Probably about 10% on Robbie Anderson, given that week one performance. Yeah. Uh, probably not too much more than that, because I do still think that he's going to be one of those boomer bust guys. Uh, if you drafted you him. Still, you still do have DJ Moore in that exactly, offense as right? well. So keep that in mind. And uh, depending on the matchup, yeah, it's, it's going to be matchup dependent, I think, yep. for uh, Anderson still. But he provides tremendous upside in a receiving core that... Aside from DJ Moore, doesn't have too much. Chris Samuel didn't look fantastic in that game. Uh, Robbie Anderson, I think, is the clear wide receiver two in that offense. So, yeah, so if you're looking up. to uh, looking to pad some wide receiver depth, Robbie Anderson is a is a good uh, waiver wire add. Another um, another good waiver wire add here. Paris Campbell, who looked good for the Colts. Absolutely, night. he had six receptions yep. for 71 yards. Uh, ended up putting up. I believe 14.4 uh, fantasy points, or just 14 fantasy points. So, oh, it's yeah, okay. yeah, way to go, Matt. You'll Figure it okay. out. It's it's it's, it's point four. Yeah, I don't he, think he, anyone's going to be upset with the point four. Exactly. Uh, Paris Campbell was some <laughs> someone who I was uh, talking about in the off season uh, because he missed uh, last year. Uh, we didn't really get to see what Paris Campbell could do. But they did draft him in the second round of the 2019 draft. Uh, so he's he's obviously still young uh, with T.Y. Hilton in that offense and Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, I think that Campbell's probably going to be the wide receiver too in this uh, in this offense behind T.Y. Hilton. And, and we'll see if Michael Pittman Jr. emerges. Then, yeah, Paris Campbell's going to be bumped down a little bit. But... Yeah. They're both still young. They're both playing their For now, seasons, he's right? definitely worth the ad. Uh, I'd say probably go 7 or 8% on uh, Paris Campbell. Uh, then we got Sammy Watkins. Sammy Week 1 Watkins. Sammy Week 1 Watkins, who can hopefully put it uh, together for more than just one week. It is his second year in this Chiefs offense, and like I was saying earlier, sometimes it does take a season or two to uh, get accustomed to a new offense. Uh, we saw in playoffs last year that Sammy was performing like yeah. the even wide receiver the, uh, he was drafted to be at third at, overall. Even at the end of the season, right? 
Sammy Watkins had a couple serviceable weeks at the end of the season. I was able to pick him up in some DraftKings, uh, yeah. put him into some DraftKings lineups towards the end I, of the I season. I think that was just in playoffs that he had those weeks, to be honest. Okay. Yeah. Perhaps it is. But, but like, I'm pretty sure all three. I feel like we haven't seen sports or football in yeah, three so, years. Yeah, our memory needs to be jogged a little bit, but I'm pretty sure it was all in playoffs that he had those huge games. Yeah. Or he was getting, putting up like 25 to Oh, yeah, he, he, was huge. he was huge in the playoffs yeah. for sure. I definitely do know that. Yeah. Uh, Sammy Watkins, uh, like I said earlier, is someone that I've been uh, – I've got a lot of in best balls, and uh, it's for that reason. He's a boomer bust guy. Uh-huh. Uh, he's going to have those weeks where he's going to put up multiple touchdowns, but then he may have a quiet week here or there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll see how it goes for uh, his in his second year with the Chiefs offense yeah. here. Um, another 10% on Sammy Watkins wouldn't hurt you. Absolutely. And uh, a couple deeper picks. We had Russell Gage and Scotty Miller. Uh, both the uh, wide receiver threes in their respective offices, but both put up uh, pretty big weeks in week one. Uh, having any part of the Atlanta offense, I think, is worth rostering. Uh, Gage looked great out there. Uh, I thought that he actually looked kind of like the wide receiver two on the team before Calvin Ridley went off uh, in the second half of the game. Uh then Scotty Miller uh, was getting open because Marshawn Lattimore was covering Mike Evans pretty well. Godwin was getting covered pretty well. So g- gave Scotty the uh, opportunity that, uh, and he took advantage of it. I mean, he's looking like that uh, short route uh, guy that Brady likes to throw to. And uh, in case you never heard of uh, Tom Brady and his short route receivers, uh, let, let's list some of them off. We got uh, Julian Edelman. Wes Welker. Wes Welker. Uh, I don't – I didn't watch football long enough to know any more about <laughs> no, that. He, yeah, but even still, still, those two uh, uh, provided a ton of fantasy value in uh, Brady's years in New England. And Scotty Miller could be that guy. I mean, he fits the, the white guy uh, role, right? White slotty guy. That's that's Tom Brady's favorite for whatever reason. Yeah. Um. It just just so happens to end up like that. Yeah. Uh. So uh, yeah, if you're looking for looking at Russell Gage and Scotty Miller, then uh, throw a couple bucks on them. Maybe uh, no more than three percent. Yeah, those two for sure. Like a couple bucks. Yeah. So looking at yeah, one, two, three, five dollars max, and that I'm not even gonna say in percentage, yeah. in percentages, but no more. Don't put any more than five dollars on those guys. No, I do sure. want to add someone to the uh, wide receivers to our running backs, actually. Oh, um, to the running backs. Yeah. So some and in this game that we're watching now uh, with the Steelers, Benny Snell Jr. If he wasn't drafted in your league, get on him. He is dominating. Yeah. This uh, this game right now. In a lot of leagues, he was drafted though as uh, as Connor's handcuff. Yep. But in uh, some um, some shallower leagues. Um, He's he's certainly someone to look at. Uh, we're just into the just well, we're toward, into the fourth toward the end of the fourth quarter now, and he's up to 104 yards and 15 rushes. Mm-hmm. Um, James Conner, on the other hand, six rushes for nine yards. So um, not sure what's going on there. Uh, we do have this game on mute, so we're not hearing anything. Um, yeah, we had this board guy. Yeah, I've uh, seen him with a couple uh, couple receptions. I'm pretty sure we've just seen the two receptions from him so far <laughs> but maybe we have it's it's kind of funny though three three, three receptions oh, for 27 there we go two, that was, that was two his third reception <laughs> moving on to tight end waiver wire pickups we've got my boy mr dallas goddard now hey guys 
take them up. Take your victory lap, Miles. Pick them up. That's I'm humble. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna be like Matt and be like, oh yeah, thirteen hundred bucks. Woo! No, no, no. Just well, I mean, I I definitely celebrate thirteen hundred bucks over uh, a Dallas Goddard week one uh, breakout where you had some of the uh, wide receivers in Philly injured. Uh, Rieger coming into the week didn't really look good. Deshaun Jackson wasn't looking like his old self out there. We had uh, we had Dallas Goddard though put up a great fantasy day. And I, I'm really looking forward to seeing what he can do. This is his, I think, third year in the league. Yeah, it's third year in the league. Uh, that's typically when we see tight end breakouts, end of the second, early third year. Yeah. And Dallas Goddard is uh, continuing on that trend. Of course, yeah, Dallas Goddard. If you if you're looking, if you're struggling at tight end, if you had someone like Blake Jarwin uh, in week yep. one, and you need someone, then hey. You can put. You can go ahead and put twenty, thirty, maybe, yeah, thirty percent of your budget on Dallas Goddard. There, I'd go up to. Yeah, that's that's fair. Uh, if you're gonna start him week in and week out, he's totally worth that. Amount. Oh, he's I, and I've said it from the beginning. He's gonna be the number one tight end in Philadelphia. Yeah, you have. <laughs> you're right. Um, so that's uh, you can call me the tight end whisperer, man. Yeah, okay. Because I was on, I was on Austin Hooper last well, year. Well, realistically, I I you can call me the tight end whisperer too, because this next guy is a bit. Of a deeper the pick. fantasy DJs are just going to change their names to the tight end whispers. The tight end whispers. We had Jordan Akins, uh, who had a decent fantasy day for himself. Only two targets, two receptions, but it was for 39 yards and a touchdown. He made the most of those. Uh, he made yeah. He made the most of those receptions, yeah. converting uh, a touchdown on one of them. I mean, for a tight end uh, in a game like we saw with uh, Houston, Kansas City, I was very impressed with uh, Akins. He, he looked good on his blocks as well. Uh, I, I, I'm really liking him as a breakup candidate. I had him as my deep sleeper in uh, our last episode. And yeah, I, if he can continue on this uh, trend in getting big plays, uh, I mean, he had a 19-yard play and a 20-yard play, I believe, or it might have been 18 and 21, but even still. Yeah. So for, for me, Akins is not someone that – He's a tight deep, end, he's, deep league roster. Exactly. He's if a you're deep in a league t- roster. You're or, looking or maybe a, about 5% of your budget on him. Yeah, I, I don't even know if I'd go that much, yeah. you know, like two or, 2 or 3%, I think. If you got tight end premium, then yeah, sure, yeah. go ahead. But uh, – Jordan Akins is more more of a blocking tight end than anything for now. For he now, is. yeah, well, it's for now. Yeah, I yeah. I think he's a good mix of both personally, but we'll see. Uh, and then our final deep sleeper at uh, tight end was Logan Thomas. He had himself a pretty good day. Got targeted eight times, uh, only four receptions though, for thirty-seven yards and a touchdown. Thirteen point seven fantasy points is basically what you're looking for in a. In a late uh, tight end sleeper, you know. Yeah, and uh, you, someone, someone like uh, Haskins is going to be dumping off to his tight end. They, yeah. Those young, those young quarterbacks like to look for that big target that's uh, not too far away from them. Mm-hmm. So uh, Logan Thomas, he's 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 that big guy, six 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 two hundred fifty pounds. He can catch the ball, um, and he's shown that uh, he's not just a catch and fall down tight end. He will try to turn it down the field. Absolutely. Yeah. And those eight targets are what I'm really liking from Logan, Th- Logan Thomas in that week one. Yeah, I, I really liked it too. So that's actually going to do it for both our waiver wire 
and our show. So remember to like, subscribe, rate, and review on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. Uh, follow us on Twitter, on Facebook, and on Instagram at FFDGens. Uh, make sure you're propping up with Thrive and Hopefully you can make money like we are right now. And as always, you know what? Stay frosty, folks. See you later.